Was she mumble? We're good to go. Okay. Why she, that was fast. Why is she yelling at me? First Sunday back in four weeks after a hiatus from preaching, which a lot of people might think is a vacation for you. But that's actually, just because you're not preaching, it doesn't actually mean you're on vacation, does it? Right, right. A lot of my work is typically prep for sermons or thinking about sermons or whatever. But if I don't have to do it, it does free up my week. A little less stressful, but still work nonetheless. Yeah, there's still stuff to do besides. Stuff to do. Yeah. yeah, you have more than just two hours on a Sunday. That's that right. You're working, right? Well, uh, great message. Thank you. And um, potentially an awkward subject yeah. to deal with, circumcision. Sure. Um, and how it um, mattered to God a lot. That played a huge part in your message. And I'm really glad that it doesn't matter now. I know. Um, I think I think Josh <laughs> said something at that at the, at the end of the service. He's like so thankful that Jesus took our marks for us yes. that we don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you told us about how God used that uh, to, as a mark to show that his people were chosen by yes, him. Yes, yes. Why couldn't he use something else? An earring, a nose ring. I mean, you name it, a number of things. Why just the males? I don't, and I've never really studied circumcision out enough to know, but yeah, it was, there's some, we could go a hundred ways with this, but there is something that was significant to him in yeah. that regard. Yeah. And that was the question I kept having was, why is circumcision the mark of all things? Well, for me, it's like, why flint knives? <laughs> why why knives fashioned out of stone? Yeah. I mean, they were certainly in the Bronze Age at this point. Yes. They could fashion metal knives. Wow. But no, no, God says, hey, Joshua, get rocks, make them real sharp. <laughs> so interesting. And what an interesting thing, too, to consider that it's, it's a mark to show that they're chosen by him, but it's not one that other people see. Yeah, it's Ho yeah, yeah. It's a very private and yeah. personal thing. Yeah, you don't go around uh, flaunting it. <laughs> Hopefully, right? right. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's something that really only the person would know between themselves. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's real good. Yeah. An interesting parallel between Old Testament relationship with God and New Testament relationship. With yeah, because I, I used to ask that question too. How did they know if they belonged or not? How did they know, for example, in Acts? Um, that Paul was running around with a guy that wasn't circumcised. Right. How'd they know? Yeah. <laughs> Who's that guy? <laughs> yeah, you have to carry a card that says. Yeah. yeah. It, interesting stuff. Well, in the wilderness, as they're traveling yeah. through the wilderness for these 40 years, um, the first generation that Moses led out of Egypt, they stopped this act of circumcision yeah. with their, with their uh, children. Their children. Yeah. Why do you think they did that? I don't know. Um, some some think that it was actually a form of judgment. So mm. so when they came to the banks of the river, the first time with Moses, they sent the twelve spies in, and when ten of those twelve spies, Joshua and Caleb, being not a part of that, but when they persuaded all of Israel to not um, go into the land, that God says, then you will wander in the desert until you all die. Mm. And some think that this is actually a moment where they chose to no longer be the covenant people of God. Wow. And as a part of judgment in that, they, they weren't allowed or didn't circumcise themselves because of that. In fact, in that passage of Joshua chapter five, I think it's verse six, the word he uses for the people of Israel is a different word that is typically used elsewhere in the Bible, especially the Old Testament, that talks about the people of God. Wow. They, they were... Um, non-covenantal people at that moment. Wow. I guess. 
That's interesting. And it, it, it's, it makes a lot of sense when you consider how when things get hard for us, how easy it is to stop obeying God hmm. and to stop living in relationship with him when yeah. we are in our own wilderness of sorts. Sure. How easy it is to make something else our God as opposed to him. Wow. It's pretty wild. Um, you mentioned that these people, they had the mark of being chosen by God, but they didn't actually have the faith which brought them to that place right. um, where they didn't believe that they could actually go in and conquer the land. Uh, how might that, having the mark of being someone who's chosen by God but not having the actions, how might that play out in someone's life today? Hmm. Yeah, that's a great question, Joe. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I tried to draw a parallel like in when I was teaching that God cares more about just the mark. He cares more about what the look is like, right? Whether we, I said we have the bumper sticker, own the merch, the cross necklace or whatever. Yeah. He cares more about the faith. Um, I don't know, maybe it comes back to answering that question. What would you do if you knew you wouldn't fail at something? Like how many times in our, like what if that's the litmus test to whether or not we're actually walking in faith or not? Wow. Because if God is for us, who can be against us? Well, yeah, and, yeah. and if, he's, if he's establishing our steps, the Bible teaches us, and working for us and all that, if, if we lack the ability to move forward, are we not then just uh, advertising, promoting, uh, telling everyone that, and God, that we don't have the faith to believe? Wow. Like if we're not living that way. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's powerful and convicting. Let's move on. Um, Let's move you, on. Thank you. <laughs> one of the things I love about the Bible is that there are passages from the Old Testament that are referenced in the New Testament, 1,500 years apart yeah, 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 yeah. and brought together in that way. And you bring up 1 Corinthians 10, 1 through 5, yep. where Paul mentions uh, this, the children of Israel wandering through the wilderness and that they ate this manna from heaven and then there was a rock that followed them and this rock was actually Jesus. Yeah. Let, let's talk about that for a minute. Yeah, Look. please do. I don't know much about that at all. I mean, I'm, I'm reading that and I've heard stories of that, but um, go. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's this weird thing. It's like, you know, in the beginning they're in the wilderness and they're asking Moses for water. Where's yeah. water gonna We're gonna come die from? of thirst. What are we gonna do now? Yeah, and, and Moses strikes the rock and water sure. comes out and yeah. they feed them. And then later on, uh, they're thirsty again. Moses, where, where are we gonna get water from? As though God hadn't provided for them again. Yeah. And he turns around and, oh, well there's that water rock again. Like, is that, is that Jesus showing up as a rock? Oh, that's so good. I don't know. But. I've heard a couple teachings about that. I don't, I don't know much about that myself in my own personal study. Um, but that's the impression that Paul is giving, that Jesus was the provider, so to speak, mm. of that spiritual drink that followed them around. I mean, was it like Jesus himself? I mean, he wasn't taking on the form of a rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Jesus is who Jesus is. Yeah. But there's some metaphor there that Jesus, I don't know, yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. It's kind of how we can look at our life and see in different places, God was there. He didn't show up. Like as a person, he yeah. wasn't there in physical form, but you know, wow, God was there with me. Oh, so good, that. yeah. It's kind of like that sort of thing. Um, you mentioned how the children of Israel were, they were people who looked like the people of God, but they didn't believe like the people of God. Yeah. Has there been a time in your own life where you've had to wrestle through that, where you've looked like 
you are one of the people of God, but you struggled believing like that. Yeah, um, I think it's when, probably most profoundly became apparent to me when I started working at the church full time. So uh, you know the story, but I, I was bivocational for the first probably four years or better of Renaissance's beginning. So I had a, a day job where I went to work and we did church in the evenings or weekends when yeah. I had free time. And um, But when I actually quit my job and was working here full time, um, if there's ever a thing to do that gives the appearance of doing God things, it's being a pastor of a church, yeah. as you would know. Um, and yet, and yet, sort of in the dark places of my own heart, I, I, I felt more distant from him than I had previous years. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I learned early on, yeah, it's not just about acting a certain way or looking a certain way. It's 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 really believing in the, the things that God is telling me about myself and responding in that regard. Wow, so, that's so good. Yeah. Because it's not always easy to no. walk that out. No, and I gotta keep saying this, because I feel like I, I'm, I'm saying two different things. Our actions matter, totally. Yeah. I mean, yeah. God, when he said you didn't cross the river because of that. Now, the, the thing is, the actions were motivated by the belief. And so the thing I'm trying to you know, draw a distinction between is actions without belief don't matter. That's actions without belief do not matter to God. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, because actions matter. We know that. They do. But it's what's driving them. Yeah, belief without actions is dead. Yeah. Faith without works is dead. Go, Apostle, Apostle Joe. <laughs> what do you think is the mark of God's people today? I thought you were gonna say, what do you think the mark of the beast is? <laughs> what do you think, let's talk about that. What do you think is the mark of the beast? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> the chip in the right hand. Yeah, it has something to do with 5G, I'm sure. <laughs> yes, that's yes. exactly what it Anyways, what was the question again? What, what do you think is the mark of God's people today? If it's not circumcision anymore. Yeah. What is it now? Um, well, as you know, we were even talk, praying at the end of the service, um, the, the marks that Jesus bore for us are our marks. Mm. You know, um, Isaiah the prophet says there will become a, someone and he's going to bear the iniquities of his people. And by his wounds, those marks that have been placed upon him, you know, the chastisement that is upon him is going to bring us peace. So our mark is Jesus. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's so good. And that really kind of wraps up your whole message too, how the end you came to this point where you kind of bring up how, in a sense, you didn't say it this way, but I was hearing it. We've all been rescued out of our own Egypt, if you will. Oh yeah. Quote unquote. And uh, there are moments where we, we want to go back there, or there are moments where we're still feeling the shame or the reproach of that place where Jesus rescued mm -hmm. us from. And isn't it great that he has rolled all of that away? Oh yeah. All of it away. I, I love the quote from the NLT, today I rolled away your shame. shame. Doesn't that sum up the benefit yeah. of the gospel in one sentence? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. It does for me too. And uh, he, he, he uh, the NLT also says it rolled away your shame um, of Egypt or from Egypt, I don't remember. Mm. But there, there's something attached to them that had become part of their lives, mm. their previous life, so to speak, uh, that God was saying, um, forever, it's gone. Today is the day that I've rolled it away. And uh, 
And when I read that, I thought of the stories in the Gospels where the stone in front of the tomb had been rolled away. And it, I find it always fascinating. It wasn't like on the third day Jesus disappeared and was gone. Um, and when they rolled the stone away, he walked out. It wasn't, no, the stone was rolled away to show us he was already yeah. gone. Wow. We don't know when he left. We don't know when, whatever that was, yeah. the stone was rolled away so that we could see that it's gone, mm. that, that all of the sin issue had been dealt with, that the sacrifice had been successful, that, that Jesus is among the living now and not the dead, all of that. That's what I find so, uh, so appealing in all of that. Uh, real quick, so um, a good friend of ours, Chris Gusky, right? Yes, was shout watching, out to Chris. Shout what? out to Chris. What up? He, uh, he was watching from home, and I just want to read... Um, an email he sent to me right after we were done. Because you know Chris like I know Chris. He is such a wise uh, and learned individual. Brilliant. Um, anyways, he says, hi Jeff, we chose to watch from home today. One of the things that I love about the Bible is the type, anti-type relationships that exist. And today's passage is a classic. He says, my KJV footnoted Bible of Joshua 5.9 says this, a play on the word occurs here at Gilgal, rolling away, um, marks the place where God rolled away the reproach of Egypt. Israel's era of shameful captivity now came officially to an end. The inheritance of Canaan lay ahead. The same verbal root marks the New Testament site of Golgotha, right? The place where mankind's captivity by sin was ended. Their man's sins were rolled away and rolled into the person of Jesus Christ so believers might enter God's spiritual inheritance. Wow. Now, that's uh, some footnotes that he's writing out or re rewriting out of his KJV. But um, just so smart to see the connection between the two. Yeah, that's awesome. Every day, because Jesus is alive forever, every day can be the day yeah. he rolls away our shame. Yeah, I tried to allude to that in the services too, that we don't have to wait for Easter to really celebrate that mm -hmm. fact, but we should be motivated by it every week. You know, it should be a big to-do about Jesus' resurrection. Every, every, every day. What would you say if someone, because of their shame, because of the reproach they're carrying mm -hmm. from where they've been or what they've done, they can't bring themselves to come to church or open mm -hmm. the Bible or yeah. even approach God in prayer, what would you say to them? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I think firstly is, uh, I mean, God sees all of that. So not coming to church, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's not as if you open the doors to a church and like Sauron, the great eye, goes, <laughs> did Frodo just step in? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not like that. Mm. It's he's already sees it and he already knows it. Um, I think uh, what I would want people to see is that <clears throat> if they were to walk in, they would either follow or precede someone who's walking in with the exact same feelings. Mm. Mm -hmm. that all of us have some capacity of some of that, yeah. some shame or whatever. And if, if no shame or, or guilt still, um, all of us at least have done things in the past yeah. that had brought us shame. Um, but through relationship with Jesus and all of that, God has mm -hmm. done a washing of us, a cleansing, a purifying us, so mm -hmm. we can move forward in relationship with him without those things. So I would just say that the church is not a place for perfect people. Mm. It's a place for broken people, wow. and we're all broken, yeah. right? Amen. That's so good. So, I guess question for you: If you could, if if you could pick a religion 
that wasn't Christianity, which one would you pick? <laughs> like knowing your personality, yeah. you're, you're maybe a works guy, would you? Uh... At, it's as inter interesting, <laughs> we're about to get real, but I started reading the Bible as a teenager because I wanted to find the contradictions so I could have an excuse to convert to Islam. <laughs> Because I was going to say Islam. I really thought that would be the yeah, one because, because it is so much about deeds, deeds, deeds. And it's very cut and dry. Yeah. Do these things and Allah might have mercy on you at the end of the day. Wow. Whereas Christianity is a bit ambiguous. Yeah. It's about a relationship with God that is dependent on the works of another, yeah. not on our own. So that, <laughs> great question. <laughs> Interesting well, one. As I, I was, as I was going through those uh, work this week about those other religions, I actually thought, you know, Jeff, which one would you have picked? And, and, I, and I had chosen some of those before I became a Christian. Yeah. I was very much into the Eastern, you know, religions, yeah. and Buddhism and Taoism and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And um, they're just bankrupt to help you, man. That's right. There's a little glimpse of light in them because there's this desire in us that's maybe reminiscent of the image of God that resides in all of us that says, we want to be like him somehow, yeah. but there's no way to do it without Jesus, the yeah. only one who is man and God in the same way. It's, well the only, it's the only way. It's the only that's way. why he's the way. It's not because God is stingy with his mercy. Yeah. It's because there really is no other way. Well, well one last question. What would you do if you knew that you would not fail in doing it? I know. I thought about that. Oof. Man. Joe. You've already done a big one, like plant a church. That's a huge one. Yeah. Okay. I would... Okay. What would I do? I would finish faithfully. Mm. Right? I know a lot of pastors oftentimes burn out, get frustrated, find themselves caught up in a scandal of some sort. And uh, for me, it's like, I just want to finish faithfully. Yeah. That's what I'll do because I know that God yeah. is not going to allow that That's for me. Good. So. But That's yeah, I have to good. guard my heart in that yeah, regard. So. Absolutely. That's awesome. Great message. Thanks, Thanks man. man. That was hard. That was harder for me. Yeah.